We both lie silently still in the dead of the night Although we both lie close together We feel miles apart inside Was it something I said or something I did? Did my words not come out right? Though I tried not to hurt you Though I tried But I guess that's why they say Every rose has its thorn Just like every night has its dawn Welcome to Rush Jet Radio Does Mega Man 2 The year is 1988, it's December 24th Mega Man is back Again, he has hair well, no, for the first time <laughs> For the first time he has good hair now. He instead does. Of Astro Boy hair. Yes. That song you can hear on your radio today is Poison's Every Rose Has Its Thorn. Since last year, the internet has been invented, connecting Stockholm, Sweden to Princeton, New Jersey. Reagan's on his way out, and it's been six weeks since H.W. Uh, defeated Michael Dukakis to win the presidential election. H.W. being Bush, of course. Yes. It's been three weeks since Benazir Bhutto became the Prime Minister of Pakistan, and only three days since Drexel Burnham Lambert, the financial muscle behind some of the biggest corporate takeovers of the 1980s, pled guilty to insider trading and agreed to pay damages to the tune of $650 million. In the last 12 months, Kevin Durant, Haley Joel Osment, and Skrillex have been born. Long may they live. <laughs> but today, today, it is December 24th, 1988. And a new video game has just hit store shelves. And that video game is Mega Man 2 for the Nintendo Entertainment System. So, what's new in Mega Man 2? It has a difficulty setting. It does. That is also my first note because like, it is the first thing that you see. Also, wait, it has title music, right? The first one didn't have yes, title music. It has, it has an intro with text and also title, like a, a, like a, theme, to, a theme song, um, like a main theme. The main theme is the credits theme of the original Mega Man, isn't it? I want to say. N no, no. No. To Google. <laughs> to Google. Well, I searched Mega Man 2 and YouTube served me a long play of the original Mega Man. That's explicitly not what I asked for. Oh, yes, it is the ending theme. Yeah, I thought so. Because it does like a... It does like a, you know, story, well, you know, story so far thing, and I guess that's the, mm -hmm. the story it's trying to dovetail with, right? This audio, this song I'm listening to on YouTube really blasted my ears, so if you hear it bleed through onto my mic, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear it on this end, so Discord's got us covered. So yeah, it has a difficulty setting, right? It has normal and difficult. I had always been told that difficult was the the actual game and that they had made it made the normal mode an easy mode for american releases yes. the uh the, the the japanese version as far as i'm aware does not have difficulty settings of any kind mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh the game is the same on difficult on the north american version as in the japanese version maybe that's why that guy can't defeat airman <laughs> Maybe, wait, well, because the, because because they didn't have a normal mode. Yeah, because he's hard. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. No. yeah well, maybe. hard man is in a later game. But yeah, that is true. That is true. 
The second you say airman, I'm going to put that music in. Good. Just interrupt the speech and everything. It's going to be all that. And you mentioned it in that context, so that helps. Can we also get some Okusen man in here, too? Which one is that? It's the the song with lyrics to the Wiley stage theme. With That's the song about, like, growing up and remembering playing video games as a kid. You know a lot more, like, weird Mega Man internet <laughs> cultural paraphernalia than I do. I'm kind of... Yeah, I guess I do. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes us perfect co-hosts for this podcast. I think it's called... I think the title is Okusen Man. Yeah, or... Okusen Man is part of the phrase. It depends on what YouTube video you're looking at. Um, but yes, also, I Can't Defeat Airman is uh, in the related searches for this one. Uh-huh. I would love it if YouTube would stop blasting my ears with these <laughs> loud songs. Wait, what's my volume set? My volume is 20 points higher than it usually is, so that might okay. be on my end, actually. Yeah. Um, anyway. Well, there it is. Uh, yeah, I've never seen this. I, like this thumbnail, even, I don't recognize. Oh, uh, yeah. Ooh. I, this this editing is very of the time though. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, um I like I would guess this was made in Macromedia Flash. <laughs> uh I heard, listened to this song a lot as a teen on the internet. Uh-huh. I like the way he screams. It's cool. It's it's high effort. The animation is is high effort. I like it. It's it's stylized. Yeah. Uh, I did pull up the Mega Man cartoon page instead of Mega Man Real. Mega Man Real. <laughs> Mega Man Real. That's what my Newgrounds Flash game was called, Mega Man Real. I could probably close some of these tabs, including <laughs> uh, the Cypher System rulebook. <sighs> um, I really thought that the Charge Beam was in this game. But yeah, it no, it's out, not. I was wrong. It Well, it is. It, well, there is a chargeable beam, yes. Yes. And then I was like... Almost at the end of the game, and I was like, wait, can I slide in this one? Is is that what... No? No slides either? <laughs> I'm guessing, like, now that I've, like, re-experienced Mega Man 2, it's been a long time since I've played it. Um, yeah, it's been a I, fair while since i played it, too. And I've played it a few times, but, uh, yeah. I'm guessing that the slide is 3 and the charge beam is 4, but I don't know that for sure. I actually have fully no idea which classic games those mechanics get implemented into, because I think I've played, like... I played each game other than like one, two, and like six way less than any other classic game. Mm -hmm. So uh, most visibly, I guess, outside of the title screen and the the difficulty setting, did you actually did you play on normal or difficult? I played on normal. Okay, that's what I'm used to. Okay, because uh, yeah, it, the other most obvious thing I guess that we've got is two more robot monsters, right? We've got more bosses now. Yeah, now we have the the what is the new standard moving forward of having eight yes. instead of six. So standard that they added two to power it up, right? Mm-hmm. For better or for worse. Yep. We got to keep mentioning Oil Man so that it builds up to when we eventually talk about him on the show. I mean, I don't know how you build up from that design's racist as shit. <laughs> We will hit other racist robot masters before we talk that about is Oil true. Man. That is like, true. Like, Tomahawk Man exists. Oh, boy, do he. <laughs> we were playing, uh, there's this this Mega Man fan game that's really fun. It's like a sort of, uh, 
like four four player like sort of Super Smash Bros like arena fightery type thing, but with mm-hmm. like the original Mega Man sprites and stages and stuff, where you all just jump around and have a big fight. And even these like people that I was playing it with who had like you know only vague cultural osmosis experience with Mega Man, as soon as they saw Tomahawk Man, they were like, "Wow, there's a racist man." <laughs> uh huh. Um, he's from Six. It'll take us a while to get there. But also, are all the designs from Six like user submissions? User, like so users of the, the Mega Man intellectual property. Yes, Mega Man users submissions. They're Are like, we like Mega Man power users? Is that... The power user. <laughs> uh, anyway, we don't need to talk about Mega Man 6 and Dr. X yet. Yeah, let's uh, let's not talk about, about Tomahawk Man until we absolutely have to. Instead, let's talk about Metal Man. Oh, let's. Is this the... You have them listed here in front of me on this Google Doc. Is this the order you went in? Uh, so, yes, sort of. I think, I think, yeah, I think this is the correct order that I went in. Because the thing is that hmm. the, the order kind of loses its way around the middle for reasons that I suspect we're about to discuss, which is that Metal Blade may be the most powerful Robot Master <laughs> weapon ever? It's very powerful. I didn't use it very much in this playthrough. Um, I used it for, like, some weird diagonal shots on some sniper joes and yeah uh you know it it when you refight metal man later in the game his own weapon kills him in one shot it's so great it's fun. fantastic i think woodman goes down in three or four hits yeah yeah uh, it's not a slow it's not a slow weapon no it's not you really can just just fucking it's about it's about as fast as your regular buster but it goes in eight directions and yeah like does chunks of damage stop. to particular bosses it doesn't stop. It'll go through enemies and like. Yep. You can the enemy that you fight a lot that is a bird that drops an egg that hatches into a bunch of smaller birds that all fly at you. Yeah. It'll just mow through all of those and you'll get like a little cloud of collectibles to go pick up. Yeah, like you get to choose, but like if you need health, you let the egg hatch. You kill all the baby birds. You get all the collectibles. Or if you don't need the health, you just you just uh, hit the bird out of the air with the diagonal shot and move on with your life. It's great. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. It's uh, it's. What's really powerful about it is that it can, uh, because it fires in eight directions and is so fast, you can hit lots of different places on the screen without like having to alter your platforming in any way. It's yeah. like uh, if 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 there is a, a robot master weapon which is at risk of being too good, it's this one. There's a lot of sections where you're on a platform going along a track and it goes me all meandering because there are enemies that fl- slowly fly at you while you're waiting to get to the. To the exit, usually a ladder at the top of the screen. Yeah. Um, and this is, I would say, the second best weapon for those situations. Yeah, yeah. Um, our next one, Woodman, however. Uh, the, the leaf shield is fantastic, and I didn't appreciate it the last time I played. It's awesome. There's a couple of like very specific places in this game where it really, really shines. Yeah. Anytime you're on a ladder... And things are coming at you. Just put up the leaf shield and take a breather. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or uh, so there are multiple one room levels in this game where there's a big old snaky path, and you got to stand on a platform that moves around all of it. And these little like various enemies will move at you. Earlier in the game, they move very uh, like predictable paths. And later in the game, you'll have 
three enemies on screen who will all move towards you at like a consistent speed. And because where you are is varying so much, that means that they trace out quite strange paths. But if you just hold the, the leaf shield down, they, they can't do anything to you. <laughs> yeah, no, you're fucked. Um, do you want to talk about the stages as we go through as well? Yeah, I guess um, I was sort of going to I get talk a little bit about like the sort of changes in philosophy between the last game and this mm-hmm. one because my the main thing that I remember sort of bringing up that surprised me about the original Mega Man was how punishing a lot of its stage designs were, right? Like, uh, or not just its stage designs, but also its boss designs. Like, uh, mm. they seem to want very, I mean, and playing through this for Mega Man Live, it was evident as well is that the original Mega Man boss designs, they want very, very tight play, sometimes for quite a long time. Uh, yeah. Without, you know, with like... You get you get maybe three mistakes if you didn't take damage for the whole stage. More realistically, it's two. Sometimes it's one. Uh, and if you fail, you, have to, you die, you go back again. So in this game, like, damage, even on difficult, damage feels like it's gone way down. And instead, the number of hits that you have to land on bosses has gone up. And I think that's good for Mega Man, actually, because it means that you get to engage with the, you know, the platformy stuff, the sort of tight maneuver stuff more. It means you have to engage with it more rather than just uh, try and find very, very low risk strategies that work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, the most frustrating parts of the game, except for the dragon which is terrible um oh really you think the dragon is terrible yeah like i had a really hard time just going down the chase part okay because if he touches you once you die right okay that's interesting and then like i kept getting knocked off the platform at the end when i was fighting him and i couldn't it took a while to figure out how to like actually hit him Hmm. it was just very frustrating um, and if I didn't, if I wasn't playing on an emulator, I wouldn't have gotten that far to begin with, but like, right, I yeah. never would have beaten that. So the dragon is an interesting one because, uh, the way that that boss fight works. So for anyone who doesn't know Mega Man 2, uh, the first Wily stage boss, I think is the first one is a big dragon so. that chases you down a set of single block platforms. You have to jump along. And as Nora was saying, if you get hit, you get knocked off and you die. It's a bottomless pit below you. And then at the end, there are three single block platforms that you have to jump between while you shoot the dragon, ideally with the quick boomerang. And if you fall off, you die. Uh, I don't know. I found this boss... I mean, this is going to have something to do with the fact that I've played this game like quite a few times now. But like, I, I guess I just sort of am used to... Like, the dragon is coming from behind you just... Don't stop moving forward. Hold one direction and just time your jumps well. Like I, I, I never got hit by the dragon on the way to the platforms, but I did get knocked off a few times, and that was pretty annoying. Like a lot of it was, oh, and the dragon's here, and it spawned on top of me, and I'm dead. Right. And yeah. it's like I don't know where it's going to be when it pops up. Okay. And it's just like that, and if you lose like even a little bit of momentum, it'll just catch up with you. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. But uh, I did not know about the quick boomerang. I was using the charged heat shot. Okay. I think I only used the charged heat shot for... What did I use it for? For Wily? Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah the... you fully charge it and it kills his first phase in two hits. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. Um... Do, you reckon they, like, do you reckon they designed heat shot and they were like, 
yo, what if? Wait a second. <laughs> what if he could always do this? <laughs> wow. And what if we made it so that the bosses um, have way more invincibility frames because you can charge up the shot? Yeah, I'm interested to see how the uh, like the like with like you mentioned that when we were what we were playing Mega Man, and I like I hadn't really like obviously like that consequence of that choice is obvious. I hadn't really like played those games like specifically through that lens so i'm interested to see how that pans out it, in Mega Man 3 it's something that like stuck out to me as somebody who played a lot more x games than classic yeah, games yeah. because that one also always had the charge beam it was a lot of like okay and i hit the boss one time in the in their pattern and now they're gonna like be invincible for a while and like yeah gather themselves and then start doing their pattern again that's another it's like a real like Tur almost turn based a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's another interesting thing as well because, like, I guess it's. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how it. Uh, like, is it in the? Is it the case in the X Games that uh, if you hit them with a charge shot, they'll have a lot of invincibility, but if you hit them with a small shot, they'll have less invincibility? I don't think so. I remember being frustrated that it would take forever to, um, like fight bosses with the Mega Buster because of the longer invincibility frames. Okay. And so, like, faster weapons weren't as fun because, like, you were still damaging them at the same speed. Yeah. But I could be wrong. Because uh, it's something that the Zero games, in my opinion, do really well, which is that there are bosses that, like... Like, because Zero is, like, he has a, a rapid-fire buster, but also he has a sword, which by default attacks in three-hit combos. And if you do a charged attack, the... Either either the invul will last longer when you hit them, so like you can't you know do a charge attack and then hit them three times to maximize your damage output or whatever. Like it encourages you to actually find a rhythm where you can hit. If you're going for that, it makes you want to find a rhythm where you can hit them with a charge attack and another charge attack and another charge attack, or you can you know run in and do a quick little combo and run out again. But uh, yeah, like it, 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 like I always felt like in in zero there were a lot of bosses where you could choose which worked for you better there. So mm -hmm. I'm interested to see that evolution as well. I know that in Maverick Hunter X, if you hit a boss with their weakness, they get stunned for way longer. Right. Uh, and it had interesting things where, like, if you use Boomer Kuwanger's weapon against that's Flame an awesome Mammoth. name. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember the Flame. Is it Flame Mammoth? That's um. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, you'll actually cut his cut his snout off. His he's a right. Yeah, yeah. You'll that's cut the his thing. his little snout off. Um, so that's the thing. Anyway. Uh, they 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 like reference that in the uh, the Zero games. The big elephant boss in I think the first yeah the first Mega Man Zero has like a a trunk and if you kill him with the sword it cuts his trunk off. <laughs> uh, Airman. Airman. Wait. Uh, 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 I was gonna. Uh, what was I gonna? I feel like I was gonna talk about. Were we gonna talk about the stages? Uh, just like uh, the sort of the the general feel of the stages, I guess, is that like they feel a lot more focused than they do in the yeah. original Mega Man, which I was surprised by. A little bit more distinct as well. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Like we were sort of having difficulty last time discussing which stage was our favorite. Like you know, like apart from you know, the stage that's all vertical or the stage with the weird platform stuff. Like, they didn't have too much distinguishing between them. Whereas I would say that almost every stage in this game has something quite distinctive about it and that, like, you are thinking about as you play through it. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Metal Man has a lot of conveyor belts that you're yep. going around on. Um, Woodman has a lot of making you fight things at weird angles. Yes. Um, and also has these Roadrunner robots that uh, the secret is to just let them jump over yeah, you. Yeah, I was going to say, they typically jump straight <laughs> over you. It's great. Um, Airman has lots of platforming and bottomless pits. Of course, it's in the air. Bubble Man has got water physics. Yep. And it's not uh, extremely frustrating, actually, in a way that I... Like, I think I... The part of my brain that stores what Bubble Man's stage is like has the memory of Splash Woman's stage from Mega Man 9 in it, <laughs> which is like if Bubble Man's stage was designed by someone who hates you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I was expecting it to be a little more frustrating with like, oh, you're going to drop down in the water and, and navigate a corridor of instant death spikes to get to the end. And that does um, happen in Wily's stage. Yeah. <laughs> But it's not like three screens. It's not like a quick man. It's yeah, it's not like quick man stage. Holy shit. That was I think apart from the very worst part of Mega Man 2, in my opinion, Quick Man Stage took me the longest of this playthrough because you really do just have to know <laughs> what's gonna it, happen. Uh, unless. Unless. Well, that means that you, you do know. You're taking your knowledge back with you every time, right? <laughs> uh I mean, no. What if the laser just simply didn't fire? Oh? Yeah. What if you stopped time and then you could just go through the uh, level and not have to worry I about see. the lasers? I see. This is why Quick Man's always my last stop. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, I think originally Heat Man was always my last stop because I didn't, like, I was putting off doing the uh, <laughs> the block puzzle. And then this time I got to the block puzzle and I was like, wait a minute. Item number two goes all the way over this lava field. Uh huh. This is see. This is from. This is from the from I can't beat Airman because the song is about how oh I'm so frustrated with Heat Man stage. Oh, I wish I had item I two. I thought I, I, did, I, I had... whenever I heard that song I thought item two was to be able to just to make Airman stage easier to beat. No, I wish I had item two. Uh... I better go fight Airman, but I just can't beat Airman. I can do the level so good. I can't beat Airman. See, having that song in my brain is why the first time I revisited Mega Man 2 with the intention of, you know, I'm going to complete it this time, I went straight to Metal Man stage to kill. Yeah, exactly. And found that having the Metal Blade didn't trivialize, but certainly massively made easier the rest Mm -hmm. of the game, particularly the parts of the song, sorry, the parts of the game that that song concerns itself with. Yeah. Metal Man is a good first pick anyway because it's an easy stage and an easy boss. Yeah. Uh, and then it gets you the best weapon in the game. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, and it's impressive yeah. that despite that, this game still manages to be like challenging and, and evocative with its level designs, yeah. right? Like, even if you break it for yourself at the beginning, it doesn't become a boring game. No, no, never. Another thing that helps that is how fucking awesome the music is. The music does rule. It's really, like, um, it's really up a notch, I would say. We're not really breaking new ground by saying Mega Man music good. But Mega Man music good. Yeah. You know, you didn't hear it here first, but you certainly did hear it here. You won't not hear it here. Exactly. Exactly. So, Uh, speaking of item number two, uh, we talked before uh, regarding Mega Man, the original, about, uh, you know, platformers in which you make your own platforms. This game has mm -hmm. three different ways to make your own platforms. Wow. 
Uh, it's make not... your own platforms with Squarespace. Exactly, and it's uh, it's not. We, we haven't been invented yet. Rushjet has not quite been invented yet. But items 1, 2, and 3 right. are a step in the right direction. You have item 1 that places a platform in front of you that slowly rises. Item 2, which places a flat platform in front of you that like rockets forward a long distance. And item 3, which is the weird one, which yeah. uh, tosses out a platform that hooks onto a wall and slowly crawls up So wall. Yeah. So, like... As compared to Magnet Beam, which we... I don't know if we described it like this or this was another conversation I had, but it is almost Metroidvania-like with its... You need Super Arm to get it from Elecman stage, and if you don't do it in that order, you have to go back and get it because you do need it to finish the game. Like, Mag Magnet Beam is a really cool thing with a slightly sort of shaky implementation, and the, uh, the numbered items in Mega Man 2, I think, are much better until they're much worse which happens at quite a, in quite a pronounced way towards the end of the game. But as you are getting them through the uh, Robot Master stages, they're really good, I think. I really like the way that they work. And I like that none of the stages require you to use them. Yeah. You can always have them on hand to, like, get a cool... Get, like, a get like a one-up. Yeah. A, or an E-Tank, or, t like, take a different path Yeah. Uh, sometime. Like, with very few exceptions, most of the uh, weird optional stuff, like, you, you know, you, you follow the sort of uh, expected critical path for a level, and you, you walk into a room and you see uh, evidence, like, you see, like, a, a life or an E-Tank that you... E-Tank's also new, by the way. First active use item in Mega Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mega Man's an RPG now. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, you, you see one of those and you're like, oh damn, if I'd gone in a different direction earlier, I could have got that. Normally you can get them on foot, but uh, the numbered items let you get them more easily, or in some cases let you get them after the you know the, the place that you would have needed to turn off. You can get them after the fact by just saying, oh, I'll just use item number one here to hop up this little uh, hole and, and grab them. Yeah. Um, in what way did you think that the items became bad at the end? Because I can only think of one frustrating part, and it's the part where you have to use a bunch of item ones to go diagonal across the screen at yeah. just the right angle. So that sucks. Okay, so this is a mm. in, this is what I would consider an emulator artifact because uh, the first time I, or the opposite of an emulator artifact, maybe I don't know. We'll see. Because the first time I uh, no, not the first time, but when I came back to Mega Man Two when it was on the 3DS Virtual Console. Uh, I thought I would challenge myself to use very few save states because you know I was I was fucking bored. I was in end of high school, whatever. Uh, so I was just like, oh, let's try and complete it, you know, without save states and stuff like that. And if you're doing that, there's so the first Wily stage is basically a series of events where you have to use a certain number of these items. So you need a, a few item number threes to get up these narrow passages. Then you need to do diagonal numbers number ones to get up this diagonal passage and then there's some other <laughs> stuff that you have to do and if you run out you're fucked you have to start again if you don't have a save state to revert to that's it and like this is this is a, another thing that contributes to my least favorite part of all of Mega Man 2 later on in Wily stages which is a similar sort of thing where you correctly identify what you need to do and then either you fuck it up or you realize you don't have the real, the ammo left to do it 
and you don't have mm-hmm. any recourse. Like you could have eight lives left and you still have nothing. Yeah. Yeah. One of the wily bosses just needs crash bombs and you have, and it's like a puzzle. You have to like know to use the items to reach them from different angles rather than just using more crash bombs to blow up the walls yep. around them. Uh, and if you run out, fuck you. Yeah, so that's the worst part of Mega Man 2, is using the crash bombs to kill whatever those orbs are called in Wily Castle 4, I think. Where, uh, yeah, you, uh, you, if you go in with a full tank of crash bombs, you don't have enough to destroy all of the walls and all of the orbs. Which is not a terrible thing in and of itself, because you have the option, like, in uh, sort of, you know, general space, you have the option to go through it methodically and kill all of the walls and then kill some of the orbs and realize that you don't have enough crash bombs left. And then, you know, Mega Man does offer you the option to die and then maybe go and get some more crash bombs outside the room. Except it's impossible to do that. (laughs) You can't do that. Like, when you die, it sends you back to a place where it is prohibitively difficult to get more crash bombs. It sucks. Yeah. So you need a, Um, a full tank of crash bombs and a like yeah if you use the minimum number of crash bombs possible that's all of them you need a full tank and you need to not miss any of your item jumps and all that stuff yeah and um i completely lost what i was thinking yeah so we we just jumped straight from uh you know like woodman stage or airman stage to uh the end of the game so i guess we can dial it back if you want (laughs) i don't know uh, I would like to point out that um, that boss is called the Boo Beam Trap. Uh-huh. The Boo Beam Trap. Boo Beam Trap. He's going to say that as many times as you can. Boo Beam. <laughs> Boo Beam Trap. Yeah had something and i've lost it so we were talking about how the music is really good about how it helps make the stages more memorable and the stages have tighter more focused level designs that kind of thing i had a hard time with the music actually because i have heard so many different versions of them that have lyrics and i was like oh now my brain is just going to play this rap over the music or now i'm thinking about the megas where they turn quick man into a like a cool cowboy and they hit and they make the song slow they make quick man's song very slow like it's a western ballad and it's really fucking cool (laughs) (laughs) is what they say true does death wear blue can he fall it's good yeah keep your eyes peeled for uh bonus episodes of rush jet radio where we talk about (laughs) that i guess it's good Airman's song is, do you know what it's like to be built this way with only the power to push others away? Because <laughs> he's a big fan. He is a big fan. He's your, he's your biggest fan, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. So, uh, is there any other, like, so we talked about, uh, you know, water jumps on Bubble Man stage and how they were more forgiving than we expected. Have we talked about how Bubble Man's weapon is ass? It has one use. It does have one use. It has an extremely important use, which really only serves to highlight how ass it is. 
I got so frustrated because I kept using it and trying to figure out, like, oh, what is it good for? And it just kept bouncing off of shit that I was trying <laughs> to fight. And by bouncing off, I mean stops its movement and just moves toward the top of the screen very quickly. Yeah, yeah, it that's does what do that, that looks like. So uh, I, I actually, uh, I don't know if this is stuck in my memory from the other times I played this game, or if this just occurred to me. But uh, the, the like, I was, pl- I was playing this game in like a like screen sharing and a voice call with some friends, and uh, they were watching me do that that Wily stage, the one with the crash bomb <clears throat> boss. And you're walking along this purple floor, and you just fall through it and land on this this metal. Or, yes. And I, they were like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" They're uh, you know, there's it, like because there's nothing like that in the game up until that point. And I was like, "Oh yeah, this is here." And then I was like, "Hang on a minute, I can use the bubble to crawl along the floor and tell me where the holes are." Hmm, that's pretty neat. That's pretty nifty. Yeah, Mega Man's got the nifty weapon design. Yeah, you jump and you shoot. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, what's Crash Man's stage like? Which one is that? That's I don't all the diamonds. Remember. That's the one with all the like diamonds, and there are. I think there are. Is that right? Is that the one where you go to space? Hmm. Yeah, that's the one where you're climbing the whole stage, and then by the end you. The the blue sky background is replaced with a oh, nice sky. Oh yeah. Background. Damn. And then you find Crash Man under the empty night sky. Mega Man Mega Man Two is cool. Yeah. Should uh you should play Mega Man Two if you're listening to this podcast. If you're listening to this podcast and you haven't played Mega Man Two but you want to, you should play Mega Man Two. It's a good video game. It is a good video game. Uh yeah so. What else we Flashman got? is a weird one because uh, his gimmick is ice, even though he's not an ice character, and none of the enemies are ice themed, but all the floors are ice. Yeah, all the floors are ice, and that, that's uh, that's a weird one. You just sort of slide around, but there aren't any particularly difficult platforming challenges on the on the ice. It's just kind of a additional feature for the level. Yeah, just a little flavor, just a little spice. So, uh, Quick Man stage, quite famously, has the big yellow beams. Mm-hmm. You know, the ones that, the ones that go blah across the screen. Quick Man beams go burr. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, they close in on you in set patterns as you run through the screens, and you have to, like, know what path to take and what timing to have to avoid... All of these instant death beams, or you can just stop time and just run through. See, that's a cool yeah. thing. I, I totally not realized that, but that is that is definitely a thing. Uh, I usually try to get through a couple screens before stopping time, just to make sure I have enough energy. Yeah. Um, but if you save that for the actual boss fight against Quick Man, and you stop time, his health will just slowly drain as time is stopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's that's really really good. funny, actually. He's so like he he's so excited. He's so he wants to be running around and then if you like stop time, he like just starts taking damage from yeah. lack of action. Like is it as a like, you know, because he's quick man, like his his robo metabolism is so high that if you like you stop him, <laughs> his body just starts to slowly expire, starts burning calories too fast, you know, that kind of thing. I guess so. That was very funny because like the first time I fought Quick Man I don't know why, but I, I thought I'd use crash bombs, 
Because he, like, jumps mm-hmm. toward you, so I just stuck a crash bomb to the surface, like, right in front of me, and then jumped out of the way. He landed on it, and it exploded. It did, like, half his health. I was like, great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll just do that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did that, too, because I had used the time, right, time stop yeah. on the, the laser. But then when I fought him again in the boss rush, I did use the flash. Once I got him to half, I used the flash, and it was like, mm. ha mm. You just sort of watch it happen, which is like a sort of reversal of fate thing from when you actually fight Flashman and he does that to you and you just have to sort of sit there suspended in the air while he tries and fails to place a shot on you. I didn't even see him do that. Yeah, he does do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Quick Man stage. Wait, no, we just talked about Quick Man. We did. Uh, Heat Man stage. Well, you talked about Heat Man too. Hmm. Yeah. Heatman has those uh, rhythmic disappearing blocks from the first game. You know, the ones that everybody loves from Mega Man. Everybody's always talking about those. It has a very, very long segment where you yeah. have to jump on them across lava, uh, which I didn't fucking do because yes. I had item two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, like, it's it's you know, it's instant death if you fall, so you better fucking, you know, be able to rewind time or have item two. Ever since I listened to that song, I just always do yeah. Airman before Heatman. And Airman's gun is really good. People love to jump into the shot. Yeah, yeah. Particularly Crashman. He loves that oh, shit. Yeah. Gets really obliterated by the air shooter. Which is less... I don't know. It's it's definitely... you know It's not as powerful in uh, Mega Man's hands as it is in Airman's, but it's still pretty powerful. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite stage? My favorite stage is Woodman's stage. I see that. I understand that choice. Uh-huh. Um, pretty good. Yeah. What so it, it uh it's like for me, I, I wasn't expecting it actually, but I was sort of as I went back to it, I thought actually no, this is a really good stage because it uh it's emblematic of all of the ways that I think Mega Man 2 benefits from tightening up things that uh, you know, like making the choices that it does, the directions it chooses to go from Mega Man 1, which are like these tighter focus level designs that ask you sort of more uh, more brief, more concise questions and like, you know, ask you to present the answers to those questions. So Woodman's stage is all like, it's like carved into the wood. That's what it's trying to get at. Is that like mm-hmm. you're you know within this you're in this like authored space inside this big tree and then you get out of it and you're along the skyline there are birds there are uh, robo apes there are uh, road runners that jump over you that kind of thing uh, and the sort of I guess centerpiece of Woodman's stage outside of Woodman himself where he's a pretty underwhelming boss fight but the centerpiece of the level are these big robot wolves which will, mm. you will enter the screen falling from the left and they'll be stood at a, ray, at a raised platform on the right. And uh, the way that you move, they will fire this arc of fire that travels in like a U-shape uh, and will sort of graze past you on its way up and out of the level. And you have to, so you have to cross that threshold past this uh, arc of fire and then start jumping over it to raise yourself up to shoot at the wolf. And the first one is in is like you basically you just you uh you just you just jump the fire. And then with the second one, uh they constrain some of the space that you can jump in. So if you're going to stand 
close to it to make it like to to give yourself a like a narrower spread of fire to jump over the ceiling is lower so you'll have to do it tighter or you can stand further back and maybe you'll have to like uh move forward as you jump and then you get more headroom that kind of thing and then there's a third mm -hmm. one which iterates on this even further i think it's really really cool and then you yeah. add that to the fact that in this level you get a weapon that fires diagonally and well sorry but if you do Metal Man first, you have a weapon that fires diagonally. And there are a bunch of uh, rooms where you will you will fall into this room, but you'll be at the very top corner of the screen, and there'll be a kangaroo that can fire diagonally uh, opposite you. And you'll have to like avoid that uh, the carrot that it throws at you, which it can like track uh, at any angle and fire back diagonally at it, or just jump over it if you don't have the metal plate. I think it's really cool. It's really, uh, it's a really like, it's just a really like compelling use of Mega Man's ability set, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a little, little tasty tidbit about Woodman's level. Uh-huh. Those robot dogs have a name. Uh-huh. Uh, in the Mega Man 2 instruction manual for the US, they are called hot dogs. <laughs> I mean, they do but shoot fire out of their mouths. They certainly do. The original name is just Friender. Yeah. It's just called Friender, which is the name of the robot dog from Neo Human Kashan, <laughs> which is the, the anime that Mega Man is, like, extremely influenced by. Out, like, obviously also Astro Boy, but, yes. like, the. There's a shot in the opening of the 93 OVA Robot Hunter Kashan that is just stolen for the intro to the <laughs> Mega Man cartoon yeah. that aired the next year. Um, Kashan has this robot dog. Mega Man eventually has Rush. There's like a whole, there's a whole thing. Sigma is basically breaking boss from, <laughs> from Kasher. And, um, there's a lot of influences there, and it was funny to to realize that this enemy was actually literally just named Friender. Yeah, they. Uh, so this is, by the way, a good brief segue into the content of an interview that I read with uh, Akira Kitamura, who designed Mega Man. Uh, you know, citing Kashin as an influence. Mm -hmm. uh, designed. Uh, he did the sprite for Mega Man, and then Inafune did the artwork based on the sprite. Yes, Is that right. Correct? Yeah, so he did the he did the sprite, which I, I'm given to understand was pioneering at the time because Mega Man is actually two sprites, not one, because the range of colors incorporated into Mega Man could not be encompassed in a single sprite in on the NES because you have Mega Man's face and eyes, which are mm. uh, you know vastly different colors to his the tones of blue that make up his body. That's why, you know, Mario is like, you can, you can see just by looking at them that uh, NES Mario is a much tighter spread of mm -hmm. colors or like mm -hmm. uh, Simon from Castlevania is, is like that as well. Uh, so yeah, Mega Man's eyes and mouth and stuff are actually a different sprite to his. Uh... That, that's the things that people have eyes, mouth and stuff. Yep. The, on their, on their, on their faces, the location of their mm -hmm. sensory organs. But uh, yeah, he was I, saying, that's what a face is. Sorry. What? I had forgotten what a face is. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> You're very welcome. Uh, yeah, so what, he, what uh, Kitamura was saying was uh, is that the, the robot dogs, the, the, the hot dogs, 
as you might call them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, are a key exception to a philosophy that he brought to Mega Man 2, uh, particularly like its encounter design, which is that uh, you can make a very difficult game seem easier by making the last enemy... Like, if you fight uh, enemies in a group, say, of like, you know, they're, they're part of this game where you mentioned before, where there's this meandering path and loads of birds that you have to shoot out of the air that drop eggs that drop birds on you or whatever. And then it gives you that same encounter, but there's uh, falling platforms and that kind of thing. Uh, he said that you can make a very difficult game seem a lot easier by making the last enemy or the last few enemies uh, easier than the total difficulty of that group. He said that he he believed that that left a, a feeling of like, oh, I can manage this in the mind of the player because, you know, they, they, they're just focusing on the difficulty of the, the thing and they find it easier. So they're like, oh, that was this easy. I thought that was quite interesting. Mm. Yeah, that's neat. So, Nora, what is your favorite yes. stage in Mega Man 2? Um... Woodman's is really good, and I don't know if I have an essay in me about any of the other stages. <laughs> um, but I will say that the storming the castle that is Wily Stage 1 yeah. is just fantastic. It is really cool. I was also going to shout out Wily 6, just for being weird. Yeah, yeah, that is really cool, right? You just fall into a cave, and then a bunch of weird goo is dripping everywhere that you can easily avoid, and then you fight the final boss after that. Yeah, and it's just a weird yeah. thing. <clears throat> yeah, it's like this damp, moist cave, and then there's all of this, yeah, like you say, this harmful glue, and then Wily turns into a fucking alien. Yeah, he floats in the air and transforms into an alien. Yeah, uh, I so sorry. You were I was, saying about Mega yeah. Man uh, or uh, Wily One? Yeah, so I complained about the uh, Wily One, <clears throat> like uh, checking that you can like plan and ration your uh, numbered item usage properly. But I guess the flip side of that is that it feels very transgressive, I guess, because, like, you have all of this stuff that you have, like, earned over the course of the game. Like, you know, you get these these items in order uh, based on the number of Robot Masters that you've beaten. You can only... Like, it means that you because you use all of them to get to the top of this... Uh, this like otherwise vertical climb that you couldn't get otherwise, it feels like you really are breaking into that castle, right? Yeah. It's a really good culmination of all the things that you've collected and like putting them to the test against what is what very much feels like the brunt of Wily's fortress. Yeah. And his forces. And it's it's a very fun just level to go through mm. um it also has the song <laughs> it does have the song the uh one of the people i was in uh voice chat with while i was playing it as soon as it came on they were like yeah <laughs> yeah you gotta let it go for the first like verse before you start moving and make the enemies appear <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh it's so fucking good it is really good it's uh it's interesting, right? This uh this concept of a game over the course of which you get a number of abilities that, you know, alter your ability to yeah, so you get a number of like powers that uh, mean that you can, you know, kill enemies better or move platforms better or stuff like that, right? This concept of getting to the final level of a game and deploying all of those in turn to surmount this new challenge is something that a bunch of games have done, and I just I guess I really appreciate the way that Mega Man incorporates it 
sort of organically into a level design rather than just making them all of these binary checks like do you have this thing do you have this thing do you have this thing yeah and it's not sometimes that can feel very scripted right exactly um and that could be fun too if that's the style of the game yeah um but this definitely felt like uh what do i do? oh okay i can just use it feels like cheating to just say, oh, I'm going to use item one to go sideways. Yeah. It feels like, no, that's not really what you're supposed to do. There's probably, like, something I'm supposed to do here. Yeah. But then you, like, realize, oh, I can't switch weapons while I'm on an item two platform, so I can't just go sideways and then go up. I have to, you know, I have to commit to one yeah, yeah. mode of interaction here. Uh, and it's just really fun... Um, Storm in the Castle is always fun to do. Mm -hmm. I love, I love chocolate cake. No, (laughs) I like chocolate cake in 1988 just as well as I like chocolate cake in 2020. Excellent. I'm glad. (laughs) Not that I was alive in 1988. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. no, me neither. Um, yeah, this is a thing that comes up in lots of games, and it's just this is a good one of those. Yeah, Um, for sure. Some elements in the back half of the level, not quite as good. Yeah, but the uh, uh, I, I wrote it in a, a a moment of passion. But the the last note I have for Mega Man Two in my notepad is level design really takes a nosedive at the end. Mm, mm. <laughs> I don't know if I quite believe that, but the uh, the emotion was real. I would believe it. Like I think that there are some weak choices made in the yeah. final levels. Um. I th- it almost feels like it felt the need to escalate hmm. uh, mechanically in a way that I don't think it really needed to. I think if it stuck to, like, here's just everything from... Th- every stage has a very discrete, um, like, mechanics and uh, hazards and things for you to get through. And just, like, mixing those together in fun new ways would have been plenty. Hmm. Uh, we really didn't need, like, invisible holes... And item rationing, like, yeah. they could have just rearranged those pieces and made a very satisfying ending, and this is what they did instead, and that's fine, it's just not as fun as it could be. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, for the record, I, I quite like the invisible holes, I, I, I like the way they sort of fit into the game. It's definitely, uh, the item rationing definitely looms large over my uh, experience of mm, the wily mm. stages of... Uh, well, these are the two genders. I was complaining about <laughs> the invisible holes because I just I simply brought up a guide with how to defeat the boss with my full tank of crash bombs. Yeah. See, uh, my oh. problem was uh, my problem was uh, I got to that wily stage, saw that I didn't have a full stack of crash bombs. I think I use I used them in the boss rush, not all of them, but some of them. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I remember. I'm going to need crash bombs for this. I got one of the big weapon energy pickups. That is at the beginning of that level, and it filled it to two pegs short of full. I was like, "Great, this will be enough," and it's it's not. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, the boss rush was really fun. Yeah, I just went in and I beat them all very easily, and I didn't have to cheat very much. And it was just like, "Oh, is that?" I, I, you know. Well, the bosses are fun. Yeah, I feel it like it's a it's a real interesting feeling, like. Uh, particularly in the like much later Mega Man, you know, you know, sort of series games like the Zero games, for example, where you develop less, like your your kit develops less over the course of the game. Boss rushes can be really daunting because like 
the bosses were really hard the first time, and they're not going to be that much easier this time. Uh, this is very much not the case in Mega Man 2. Uh, the boss rush is actually, like, f like it's sort of uh, elation, because uh, now you don't have to build the whole rock, paper, scissors yourself. You actually have it all in front of you and can choose which you want to do at any given time. Yeah. It's... it's it feels... Gamey? Or, like... It feels like a like a like you're playing with them more than right, like yeah. trying to fight these bosses. It's like ah, uh, open my menu. What shall I use today? <laughs> How shall I defeat Crash Man this time? I think this time I'll be using the air guster or whatever it's called. <laughs> Just throwing metal blades. Like I'll have what I'm having. I'll have what I'm having. <laughs> yeah, really, really good. Uh, there's the big Gutsman robot, which is kind of nothing. Just kind of vomits uh, mats at you. Uh, you mean the Guts Dozer? I certainly do mean the Guts Dozer. That, that one's fine. I spent a lot of time on that one because I was trying to be able to hit it. That's what I used the bubble lead for right. a lot. Yeah. Um, it was just a little bit frustrating to get that tight, like, jump to away from it to dodge a shot and then move back toward it to land a shot. Yeah. Uh, and, like, do that while also dodging out all the other stuff. Um, Bef but it was, it was neat. Yeah. Before we get to uh, any other material, uh, do you do we mm -hmm. want to talk about what the final boss and how Dr. Wily turns into an alien? Dr. Wily turns into an alien. You gotta fight him. You jump around and you dodge all of his lasers and you drop bubbles on him. And then he disappears and then it, it was a hologram actually and dr wiley was puppeting a drone so the story my story with this is uh as i have maybe intimated on this podcast the very like foundation of my experience with Mega Man is that i uh built my personality out of early web comics so mm -hmm. bobandgeorge.com is where I, my cultural osmosis of Mega Man came from. And so the extent to which Dr. Wily actually is and isn't a, an alien was always sort of a mystery to me. And the first time <laughs> I played Mega Man 2, I didn't get all the way to the end. It wasn't until I replayed it again much later that I got to the end. And so now I've probably completed Mega Man 2 upwards of five times. And still this time, when it like cuts to Dr. Wily, like like sort of hurriedly operating these controls and this fucking shitty hologram projector moving around is still really funny to me like that, that cut it's is really very funny. funny um and he's like panicked and apologetic and like begging for mercy um i will say uh two things that this game does much worse than Mega Man one mm-hmm uh, this game, especially specifically when you defeat the Wily bosses, yeah, it fucking oh, loves God. to flash that screen. I was gonna say when you were saying that you hated the Dragon Boss, I was gonna say yeah, the thing I hate about the Dragon Boss is you kill it, and oh my God, it just obliterates your eyeballs. The other thing is it does the same thing but to your ears. Yeah, um, yeah, you're there's right. There's lots of like very loud beeping klaxons, especially like the intro where you see. Dr. Wily's saucer fly off to his castle after you've beaten the eight robot masters. Yeah. Just goes on for like 
13 seconds <laughs> just this really loud really high-pitched beep yeah um just repeating and that was frustrating uh but like those sensory issues were just kind of bad um but on the whole pretty fucking good video game good fucking video game i'll tell you what was my the the, the one thing that sort of attempted to sour my experience with it after the sort of mm. the real like nadir of the crash bomb boss was uh the fuck so the alien boss uh it, it just it, it just it literally just moves in a figure eight pattern around the room and then at set intervals it will fire a, a laser at where you're standing so you can literally just as long as it's not at an angle at, like at a very particular angle you can just stand where you are and jump and the laser will never ever hit you and I was like, great, okay, cool. And you need to use the bubbles to, to hit it. So you basically have to, because the bubble falls straight from your gun, you have to be very close to it. And you just, just, you just drop a bubble on it. And again, and again, and again. And you have to do it like 14 times in a row to, to kill it. It's quite a lot. It's sort of an endurance, which makes sense. It's the final boss of the game. They, you know, they get some leeway there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, you know, you do that thing. You're like, you're looking at your ammo meter, your health meter, their health meter, and seeing if you're ahead or behind in the race. And I was like, oh, I'm getting ahead and I'm, I've got a, you know, got a good rhythm going. I'm, I'm doing it. It's going to work. And then I, I, I like, I got hit by, I, so I'd been hit by like two or three of these lasers and I'd taken roughly half my health and damage. I was like, damn, I, I mean, need to not get hit by any more of these lasers. And in jumping out of the way of one laser, I touched the alien's body and instantly died. Like if you touch the alien, it just kills you. <laughs> Mm -hmm. which really surprised me because you have to be right next to it to hit it so uh, that choice yeah. is a weird one but apart from that pretty cool boss actually uh do you okay well now the question on everyone's mind which is better mega man or mega man 2 i think it's an easy mega man 2 for me yeah yep there, there we go <laughs> unanimous vote <laughs> easy mega man 2 the also, I will say that running and jumping just feels better in this one. I don't know if it's any different from Mega Man 1, but it was just... It felt right yeah. in a way that Mega Man 1 felt a little off. Yeah. That's mostly just because I've played a lot more Mega Man 2 than I have yeah. Mega Man 1. I was going to say, like, having played, uh, you know, quite a lot of both, but probably in the same, you know, ratio as you, uh, mm. I would say that I think your, like, your suspicion is right, that I think it does feel the same, but I think that the overall experience is better because of this attention to tightness and focus in the level designs like uh mega man the, the original mega man is quite often doing things that break your movement flow uh to ask you to like consider this enemy that is moving across your path that is going to knock you into a spike pit or shoot bullets that go all the way uh let, you know that move out in like a like a star pattern that you're going to have to stop and jump over quite quickly or something like that. Whereas in Mega Man 2, you're much more often, particularly with the Metal Blade, able to preserve your motion while also interacting with the enemies, right? There's a lot more weapons that uh, move upwards and outwards and mm -hmm. cover mm -hmm. uh, approach angles of enemies and that kind of thing. And even just then, like, uh, screens are often less, like... Uh, like, they give, you, they give you problems to answer, but you quite often have the option of just jumping over them and moving on with your life. Like, there's fewer of those enemies yeah. like the the hammer guys in Gutsman stage who are, like, they appear and you have to stop and be like, okay, wait for him to fire a hammer and then move forward and then shoot mm -hmm. him and then I have to kill him otherwise I'm not going to be able to get past him. That kind of thing. There also aren't any big eyes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
And uh, there are a lot more Sniper Joes than in Mega Man 1, I feel like. Yes, many more. There are only like two or three in the classic, uh, the first Mega Man. Uh, yeah, I, I like this video game. I really like this video game. Of the, of this video game, Nora, which is your favorite mm -hmm. boss? Uh, Woodman was pretty fun. Okay. Bubble Man, I don't remember. I just kind of like mash the button to yeah. kill him. Bubble Man is very much one of the Metal Blade goodbye bosses. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Woodman. Okay. I uh, I think I like... It's it's either like Airman for the way that he puts this like semi-random pattern of tornadoes on the screen. You have to sort of like do a quick little jump through them and get some shots in. I've never once dodged an airman. <laughs> yeah, it's hard, right? Uh, so it's either that or uh, the opposite for Crash Man, whose attacks I couldn't even really tell you because you, I, I just spent the whole fight basically ignoring what he was doing and trying to nail it such that you fire an air shooter and it curves up and follows his jump arc and hits him all three times. That is a lot of fun Ooh. to do. And it, it really rip, rips wild. into him. <laughs> So yeah, you have a prompt here that just says "Robot Masters colon and then nothing." Yeah, uh, the 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 show notes are prototype. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, last time we talked about which of the Mega Man Robot Masters would make good Apex Legends teammates, right? Uh, What's our yeah. arbitrary criterion this time? Uh, which Robot Master from Mega Man Two would be? Uh, we can also like rank them, right? In in some category. Oh hush. I mean, it's, it's, uh, either way, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't mind. Um, let's rank them based on how good of a chef you think they are. Okay. Okay. So, elephant in the room, heat man, high or low? Hmm. I think he can only grill. Which is good, but I think he's a one sort of a one trick pony. Okay, so you, you think you think uh, like versatility over mastery, that kind of thing. Like the guy, like because I think Heatman can probably grill with the best of them, right? Yeah, for but sure. that probably I think you're right. That probably makes him a bad chef. Yeah, like he could beat Bobby Flay no problem. <laughs> so Heatman, Heatman's in the good cook, bad chef camp, but mm, I think okay. based on like. Considering what the spectrum is, I think that probably puts him, you know, middle at worst, right? Yeah, totally. Uh, Bubble Man, eh. I mean, you know, sous vide is very popular these days. I don't know what that is. It's where you cook something in, in over a very long period of time in hot water. Like a bag in hot water. I feel like Bubble Man does the dishes, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he'd definitely be great at that. I don't think he's a very good cook. I I can get behind that. I can get behind that. Uh, so we're we're putting we're putting Bubble Man below half. Mm -hmm. Uh, you sent me a picture of sous vide underscore cooking. Interesting. Okay, so curveball, Flashman, mm -hmm. is the best chef. Because. He can just freeze time when the orders come in. Interesting idea. Like, 
if we're if we're talking about like scope of powers, Flashmans have to be the highest, right? <laughs> yeah, I think I think that makes sense. Like he could um, uh, he could turn up at a, a cooking school, at chef camp, and uh, <laughs> get the get the book, and then be an expert in the field before the next person has got their book. I think that Crashman only eats microwave <laughs> TV dinners. Yeah, definitely. He's, he's got drills for hands. <laughs> <laughs> Just like uh, licking like a, a lasagna <laughs> off of his hand because he can't cut it up. Uh, Crash Man was not, was not built he to He uses love. his drills to make smoothies out of TV dinners. I think I'm putting Crash Man in eighth position for this. Uh Quickman. Quickman is manic, like a, a good chef. I think. I think maybe mm-hmm. he maybe he overdoes it, but I think I think Quickman is top half here. Quickman definitely is the one who watches the most like cooking TV shows. Yes, Quickman has always got some cooking YouTube on one of his six monitors. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, Woodman. Woodman's a baker. Yeah, I think so. Woodman is Woodman has like a a very sort of like gentle and approachable mm-hmm. baking mm-hmm. YouTube channel, you know, where he just publishes yeah. a video sort of twice a month about how to take care of a sourdough starter, or you know. Yeah, I like that. He's very he's you know he's because obviously he's Woodman. He's very into nature, but he's not. I don't know if he's necessarily like vegan or anything. I don't know. What do you think? No, I don't. I don't think so. I think it's more like, here's how to take care of this animal. Next week, we're gonna gut it. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Uh, you know, he's uh, he's one of your, uh, you know, <laughs> he's like a sort of farm farm core guy who, mm-hmm. you know, he loves <laughs> he loves the goat, but he does kill the goat and eat the goat. He does kill the goat. Metal Man only deep fries. Yeah, yeah, okay. So wait, so our top half is Flash Man. Then Woodman, you think? Yeah. Then Quickman. Or is it, yeah, yeah, then Quickman, then Heatman. Yes. Oh no, I say Heatman above above Quickman. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna okay. <laughs> I'm gonna write this out so I can uh, keep abreast of it. Uh <laughs> hey. I love how we're like thinking of personalities for all of these robots, and Crashman's personality is that he has drills for hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's really harsh I mean, his outlook is... on life. What is Crashman's actual personality? The quote on Crashman's page is: "You think I'm some knockoff? Is that it? I'm all the power of Gutsman and Bombman combined, you little punk." Who are you to talk, Mr. Copy Powers, because you got none? God, we really have to read the Mega Man Archie comics. <laughs> we gotta read those comics. But yeah, I mean, this guy has exactly um, as much of a bad attitude problem as I would expect from someone who has drills for hands. He's an honest, forthright individual who is usually obedient, if somewhat clumsy due to his lack of hands. <laughs> <laughs> However, he has a bad tendency to suffer from violent mood swings. He can be docile one moment and fly into uncontrollable rages the next often going on destructive rampages with his bombs when angered. He enjoys demolishing buildings, but cares very little about recycling. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Absolutely a TV dinners guy. Just kind of a kind of a punk kid, I think. So Airman has a gaping fan in his chest, 
and is like like that's probably bad in the kitchen, right? Like, I mean, even if it's not running, like mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess you put like an apron over it, but it's gonna. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I I think Airman is a. Uh, I think I think I I've got Metal Man after Quick Man, and then Airman. Can I show you um, Crash Man's appearance in Captain N, the Game Master? Oh, Lord. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that at all. Why? What, what's his hands? Captured, <laughs> the part where this is captured from a TV, like, a air, like t- as it's airing, it really, really makes this image. Yeah. This is one of those cursed images. Yeah, for sure. But, like, in a way that you can't quite put your finger on, you know? Uh, well, that's because you have no fingers, because drones. It's true. It's completely true. Aw. Crash man. He never had a chance. I feel sorry for him. Yeah. So, best chef, Flash man. Worst chef, Crash man. Yep. That's how it goes. Okay, so, well, any final thoughts on Mega Man 2? Any hopes for the future of Mega Man? Um, I'm interested in 3 because I've only played a little bit of it. I don't think I've played hardly any of 4 and 5. I know that 3 is the one that people really like if they don't really like 2. Yeah, we uh we said this um, a while ago. Oh, I Sorry, I said this a while ago. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't support me in this ridiculous suggestion, but th- uh, 3 is the, the Final Fantasy 9 of, of Mega Man games. I don't... I don't know what that means. It's the one that it's the one you know. Everyone like two is the Final Fantasy seven. Everyone is everyone says two is great. People who haven't played it know it's great, and then people who have played it and don't like it are like, no, actually, Mega Man three is the good one, or Final Fantasy nine is the good one. In that regard, then I would say Mega Man three is the Final Fantasy eight. Okay, so I I'm comparing it to Final Fantasy nine because much like Final Fantasy nine, when I said no, actually. Mega Man 2 is better. If someone said Final Fantasy 8 was better than Final Fantasy 7, I'd be like, yeah, probably. Like, fair enough. <laughs> if they said 9 was better than Final Fantasy 7, I'd be like, hell no, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I think, I think we might need to think more on this. Yeah, this is, this is admittedly a truly, truly bad, like, approach to this, <laughs> but it is the one that came to my head fastest. <laughs> so you're, you're excited um... about Mega Man 3? Yeah, um, we've we continue to fight for everlasting peace. We certainly do. We didn't get an ending crawl this time; just some fan- some fancy like images and seasons. But um, the unknown journey will continue. Yeah, uh, just I, I, it occurred to me that rather than uh, wondering when we're going to get the charge beam, we could just look that up. It's Mega Man Four, apparently. Yeah. I I assume that because the art on the um uh the legacy collection for the the like cover art for Mega Man 4 has Mega Man wreathed in flame so I assumed that that was a charge. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Is Dustman 4? Uh maybe. I have not played Mega Man 4. <laughs> Who has? <laughs> Us soon. Yeah. Oh, Dr. Cossack's in Mega Man 4. Hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Is Cossack the one from X? Uh, no, maybe? His name's, uh, what's it? 
Shit. Is it Dr. What is his name? It's not, it's not, uh, Dr. Kozak is like, uh, I, don't, I can't remember now. I can't remember. He made, he made Ran, the, uh, the, the little red robot. Oh, right. We're going to start getting Mega Man's friends. Yeah, right. Exactly. The, the tales like of Mega Man. Yeah. yeah Eddie's going to start launching Smirnoffs into the, into the <laughs> game. <laughs> But uh, yeah, final thoughts, thoughts on Mega Man 2. I mean, we've had a lot of Mega Man 2 talk on this podcast. Uh, it's really, really good. I really like Mega Man 2, and I'm, I'm you know, excited to see what the future holds for Mega Man. Because I, I didn't mention this, but uh, we've talked about it fairly extensively. This is the best-selling Mega Man game ever. 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 Even now. Especially now. Uh, mm-hmm. It's sold, and not, not that many either, like one and a half million copies. <laughs> Yeah. And like, like, it's weird, right? Because that means that this is the shining beak, like this single 1.5 million copies sales game is the shining beacon that has kept Mega Man alive, presumably forever. I mean, I, I guess that the thing here is that when Battle Network comes out, it becomes much less about the actual video game. Yes, right. Um, in terms of what, how they're getting paid to make Mega Man. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, there wouldn't be like four, like like two UCs worth of Battle Network <laughs> material. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's something that we'll definitely talk about when we get to it, I guess. But uh, the uh, the the second, uh, I, I won't spoil it, but the second best-selling Mega Man game ever might surprise you. It certainly surprised Mega me. Mega Man Soccer. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Mega Man Soccer. Bam, gotcha. An, arc- <laughs> an arcade game. <sighs> People like that arcade game. The uh, the fighting, the fighter. Yeah. Oh, we should definitely play that. By the way, I have a way to net play that pretty easily. Oh hell yeah! I'm gonna win. Yeah, hell yeah! You can play as uh, Mega Man because it uses the Mega Man Eight sprites or whatever. So you can play as mm-hmm. Mega Man, Proto Man, Base, and also Duo. Duo. <laughs> yeah, Duo. Exactly. That, that voice is exactly the, the voice that you should use to refer to Duo, I think. Not in, like, a bad way, um, just a... He's, you know, he's fine. He has the coolest Gundam of the of the kids. <laughs> it's a little Gundam wing humor there for you. Yeah, I, uh, I, I have not seen that show, I'm afraid. Okay, well, that is gonna do it <laughs> for us on Rush Jet Radio... <laughs> Uh, Mega Edition Part Two. Mega Man Two Edition. Mega Edition Two. Yeah, sorry, that's that's good. <laughs> Super Mega. <laughs> um, should we come up with a different title for the game apps? Uh, we could. I, I don't know. I haven't really thought much about. Russia Radio plays. But then, but we have a Let's Play series. Yeah, but that's that's Mega Man Live yeah. featuring Rush Jet Radio. Yeah. <laughs> we could call that Rush Jet Television. I mean, so far, like the the TV show episodes are numbered, right? And I presume they'll will they continue to be numbered when we get to a different series, or will it become Rush Jet Radio NT Warrior Episode One? Mm. I feel like it should just be numbered, right? That makes sense because you know we're doing a whole. The whole project is Rush Jet Radio. Right, exactly. Like, if you want to know when NT Warrior begins, you should start at the beginning. <laughs> but, you know, we could be like Rush Jet Radio 
exe. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was thinking of, at least for the the game apps, I guess. But we could do it for the the show as well. I don't know. It's it's up to you, really. We, we, these are conversations we can have <laughs> off cast, I guess. <laughs> Uh, thank you for listening to Rush Jet Radio. You can follow it on Twitter at Rush Jet Radio. Send emails to rushjetradio at gmail.com. What about you? Where can people find you online, Curl? You can find me online at twitter.com slash curl underscore e underscore brace, where I do tweets, sort of like the tweets that are about Rush Jet Radio and other video games and all that business. Or you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash curl ebrace with no spaces. Where we do Mega Man Live at the moment, which is a, a really fun stream show that you can find also on my YouTube channel, Archived, uh, which there is a link to on my Twitter page. Nora, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at neither Nora. You can find everything I do at norablake.online. You can support the podcast at patreon.com slash export audio. Um, if you are a patron, you'll get access to import audio, which is the goof-off show that Curly and I re- record sometimes and also duo lane which has nothing to do with either gundam wing or mega man um and it's me and olivia playing video games such as league of legends and runeterra while hanging out before we record our league of legends lore podcast which is also on the export audio podcast network uh, you can find all that on the page um yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, I mean, and if you just, you know, if you want to pitch on this uh, this Patreon show, Import, is, uh, well, it's a goof-off podcast, but because of who we are, has become a card game design analysis podcast. That's also true. <laughs> um, do you want to, uh, as one final note, do you want to talk about the other game that we discovered today? Oh, about, uh, shit, what's it called? Kororo Ko- something? Kokoro, that's it, yeah. Yes. So, uh, Akira Kitamura, who by... we were talking about earlier? Yeah. He, mm-hmm. uh, he left Capcom after directing Mega Man 2, Capcom's best-selling Mega Man game ever. <laughs> he uh, decided, no, I'm not going to work on Mega Man 3 anymore. I'm going to go and work for... Uh, what are they called? Takaru. Or... Takaru. Uh, yeah, and make this game, which is like, sort of... I mean, it looks Mega Man-inspired, which would make sense uh yeah I, I don't know i didn't watch too much of it but it, it looks cool it's it's cool and it has you start the game by creating your character from a bunch of like here's seven different themes and you have three options for each theme um to like here's a head sprite and a body sprite and then you make a guy who runs around like Mega Man, and one of them is like a fake gundam head and you can put that on a charizard body basically Hell yeah it's, it seems really cool. I think it's a Famicom game. Um, but you know what else Kitamura worked on? What else did Kitamura work on? Uh, or did Kitamura actually work on? Uh, yeah, it wasn't. Name? He didn't direct, I don't think. But he, I think he was still there. I think I read that when they made his name does not appear on the Wikipedia page for Nostalgia 1907 Nostalgia 1907 which is uh, an art game visual novel for the Nintendo Entertainment System uh huh it's a sepia visual novel on the NES uh, about the Titanic yeah and uh, somehow they made this all the way through and it sold terribly and tanked the company (laughs) 
Feeling responsible for its poor uh, performance, the director uh, Koichi Yotsui departed Takeru to work for Mitchell Corporation, working on several titles such as Cannon Dancer. Uh, despite its failure, Nostalgia 1907 has received a small following and is considered a cult classic. Look, all I'm saying is, the great the great golf is going to happen sometime. We're going to have a lot of time to play tangential to Mega Man games, and Nostalgia 1907 seems like a pretty good one. <laughs> Except I can't read Japanese. That's a problem. I'm sure that there's a translation patch out there, right? Maybe. I mean, I, anything that Wikipedia notes as having a cult following is a decent candidate to have a fan translation mm -hmm. patch. Mm -hmm. And at the very least, we can play the other one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that'll be a fun thing to stream, I yeah. think. Uh, it's always a good sign when under release and under platforms, it lists a bunch of things that are, I don't understand what they mean, such as X68K or PC9801. Hell yeah. That, that, you know, very confident about my ability to play this. <laughs> I think it did uh, come out on the Sega CD, also known as Sega Mega CD. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. No, no American official release listed, or other any other region other than uh, Japan. Yeah. Stay tuned for more Nostalgia 1907 news. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I guess that's it for us. Until next time. Uh, fight, Mega Man, for everlasting peace. Now we've got your podcast. <laughs> no! <laughs> no? They've got our podcast. Oh, yeah, shit. <laughs> Now you've got our podcast. <laughs> <laughs>